welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Well, welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Always great to have you joining with us and this uh, amazing pandemic slash economic slash racial season that we find ourselves in. I want us to kind of just take a little break today, kind of maybe a a bit of a fun break and just do something different on this podcast. I read an article in Best Life about things that you've always believed and actually aren't true. And some of them I think are, are kind of funny. Others are certainly interesting, but we've, we've certainly covered some heavy duty topics here over these last months. important topics, topics that need to to be addressed and that are helping a lot of people. I'm I'm thrilled about that. But today I thought maybe we would just uh, go into a a little different uh, kind of uh, thinking and just, you know, what are some of these, you know, myths you might say, common myths that we hear time and time again. Maybe we heard it from our folks growing up or our grandparents or maybe even in school and and yet uh, it turns out that some of these things are not exactly as we were told. And, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's all good, but it might be kind of uh, interesting and somewhat fun to spend a little time just exploring some of these uh, myths, if you would. And, and let's just start with something like we only use 10% of our brain. You know, you, you hear that, you've heard that. I, I bet most of your life, you know, we only use 10% of our brain. We're not using our entire brain. We're only using a small a portion of our, our brain. And, um, you know, there's a movie, Lucy, in which that's kind of the plot line for it. But uh, according to neurologist Barry Gordon in The Scientific American, humans use virtually every part of their brain and most of the brain is active all of the time. So it's just not accurate or true to say we only use 10% of, of of our brain how about this one bulls only get angry when they see the color red um you know the matadors are waving those red capes so uh, i've been to spain it's a pretty wild thing to see uh but um it's just it's it's not exactly uh the way <laughs> the way things work because uh bulls like other cattle are red green colorblind so it's not the bright color it's the what's angering the bull is the waving it's the waving that it's the movement it's the movement of the cape that's really what's causing the the anger anger and the angry response it, it it's not actually it turns out the color so you know there you go another little fun fact how about this not far from where i am at uh maybe I don't know, uh, 70 or 80 miles up the road is um, where George Washington, Mount Vernon, his home. And this, there's, it's true that um, uh, he did suffer from dental problems. That is true. But this idea that he had wooden teeth is just not accurate. His dentures were composed of ivory, gold, lead, and even other human teeth. The one thing they were not made out of was wood. This common myth is the result of ivory becoming stained over time, so it gives the, the teeth the, the kind of a fake appearance of wood, fall wood, if you would, instead of real wood. So it turns out that it's true George Washington had 
dentures, but they were not made out of wood. They were made out of other materials. The one material they weren't made out of was, in fact, wood. So there you go. Now, here's one for uh, from a New Englander, the Salem Witch Trials. You know, according to history, accused witches um, in the late 17th century um, <clears throat> were burned at the stake. But that's not true. I've been to Salem. They were they were hung. Many of them were hanged. Uh, others did die in jail waiting for their trials. So then where does the burning come from? Well, in the medieval witch trials in Europe, it was a common practice to execute by setting uh, a witch on fire. So that's where it comes from, Europe, but that stuff did not actually take place in America. How about that? How about this one? You know, you can't go swimming right after you... Uh, eat because you'll get cramps, right? We, we've been told that for years. We're in the swimming season right now. Commonly held belief that muscles will cramp, but uh, it's not true. The body requires extra blood in order to digest, but not nearly enough to prevent muscles in your arms and legs from working as they should. So yes, it's true. There is a physiological response after eating, but it is nowhere near uh, as as significant as you would cramp up and your legs and arms wouldn't be able to work and you would drown. You know, that's just not accurate. How about this one? Dogs only see in black and white. You know, the, this idea that that uh, that's all dogs can see. It is true, according to veterinarian Barbara Royal, that dogs don't see all the colors that we see, but they can actually distinguish between colors, some colors. So, uh, dogs may not have uh, the ability to see all that we see color-wise, but they are not simply seeing solely and completely in black and white. All right. Uh, how about this This one? Uh, take seven years for your body to digest gum. You know, you've heard that. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, I accidentally swallowed a piece of gum a couple years ago and <laughs> it's still there. You know, my, the gum is still digesting, but that's just not true. According to the Mayo Clinic, your body actually uh, can't even digest gum at all, uh, e even in seven years. What happens is that the gum doesn't stay in your stomach. It just moves quickly through your digestive system and exits through your stool. So your body can't digest it no matter how many years, but that's not the issue because your body never will have to digest it because your body will simply move it through the, the natural process of the digestive system and out it will go. You know, you probably heard that the Great Wall of China is the only man-made structure visible from space, right? You know, this is something we've heard over and over again, but not true. It's just not, uh, this fact most likely developed as an attempt to convey the scale of the wall but from low space at 180 miles, the Great Wall is not the only visible object, nor is it even the most distinguishable. NASA images prove you can see highways, airports, bridges, dams, components of the Kennedy Space Center. And if you go further in the space, the wall can only be recognized in radar images, not with the human eye or even with a, a photograph. So again, it's just funny how these things happen. You know, the only thing that's visible from space is the Great Wall of China. Um, actually, uh, not, not true. Actually, not a, an accurate thing to, to say. 
Here's one about Albert Einstein. Now, it is true that he had uh, instructors at university that questioned whether he kind of had the medal. And it's also true that when he was younger, there were some comments made by his teachers. However, this idea that uh, he was a poor student uh, and, the, and the myth that he failed grade school math is simply absolutely not true. And, and, and it, there's an article uh, in Time Magazine um, under its Ripley's Believe It or Not, and that's where this whole falsehood came from. But Einstein disputed the article and said he was at the top of his class in primary school, and before he was even 15, he'd already mastered differential and integral calculus before the age of 15. So how these things happen, you know, is always kind of amazing. But uh, Einstein was not some kind of dummy at all. And just he was a little unusual student. And that's what threw his teachers. But obviously, the intellect and talent was there all along. Ever been to the top of the Empire State Building? I have. It's kind of cool. You know, and you hear this idea, boy, if you drop, you know, a penny from the top of the Empire State Building, you know, you'll kill someone if it hits them. And uh, again, Scientific American says that a penny is too small and flat to gain enough natural momentum to make any kind of fatal impact. It says that most, if you were hit, it, it would feel, you'd feel it, uh, but it wouldn't even be that hard. Uh, Lewis Bloomfield, who's a physicist at, uh, at UVA down the road from me here in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, <clears throat> would not have an enormous impact on you at all. Again, just sort of funny how these things happen. How about just, you know, Napoleon Bonaparte and this idea that Napoleon complex, you know, to kind of describe a man who overcompensates with aggression because of his uh, lack of size. Um, but uh, lots of men were, didn't have size. You know, there's, there's a difference between height and bigness. Many people who are tall are actually not very big at all. And there are some people that are big and are not tall. So big and tall don't always go together. But the idea back then, there, uh, there were not that many big men at all. I, I had a chance to actually audition for the Lincoln movie. Lincoln's my personal hero, to get on a little side note here. And I was thrilled about it. I was filming here in Richmond. I couldn't wait to be a part of it. I was even willing to grow a beard in the whole nine yards. And and I didn't get the part. And the reason I didn't get the part is because they, they said that that, that I, I was too big, my shoulders, chest, uh, too large of a man to be in the movie because back then men simply weren't that big. So uh, anyway, the, the idea was that Napoleon was both uh, short and small. He may have been small because most men were small, but... And he may seem short because he was probably around 5'5", five, five, but back then that would not have been actually short. It, 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 is, uh, it is said that that was most likely right about, uh, uh, history.com would say, right about the average height. So they believe that how this happened, that he was kind of uncommonly small, is that there was a British cartoonist named James Gilray, in the early 1800s who drew these caricatures of Napoleon and kind of made him look that way. So he really uh, was small by today's standards, yes, but by historical standards, uh, you know, a couple hundred plus years ago, he would not actually have, have been that way. So again, interesting little tidbits. Here's one that, that I think is fun. The idea that the forbidden fruit in the story of Adam and Eve is an apple. And uh, 
it's true that the story says they ate a forbidden fruit, but how did the apple come about? You know, where does that come from? Well, the Hebrew Bible, uh, Old Testament of the Bible, is uh, when it was translated into Latin, um, used the term malus, M-A-L-U-S, which translates to both evil and apple. And that is where the confusion lies, that, that way back when, that, and again, the Latin would have been one of the first uh, uh, versions of the Bible from the original languages of uh, Hebrew in the Old Testament, Greek in the New Testament, Septuagint. Uh, so the, these things are um, ha what can happen when you move in, into translation. And let me just say, as someone who has scholarly credentials with the Bible, if you want the most likely likely culprit, not definitive, but likely, it's probably a pomegranate. Probably a pomegranate is what Adam and Eve took a bite of, but it wasn't an apple. Here's another one. You've heard long that if you ever touch a, a baby bird that's been separated from her mother and you return it to the nest, the mother will reject it once she catches the scent of, of a human. Uh, but guess what? Not true. In general, wild animals bond with the young and do not quickly abandon them. Laura Simon of the Humane Society says it's it's just not accurate or true. It, it, again, it's just one of these things we've always been told and, and led to believe. But in actuality, it, it's not rooted in, in, in fact. Here's another one. Cracking your knuckles too much, you know, cause arthritis. Knuckle crackers. Around the world, you know, arthritis is in your future, but according to Harvard Medical School, cracking your knuckles doesn't increase your risk of developing a painful joint condition. The cracking noise comes from collapsing gas bubbles. Now, cracking them too often may weaken the strength of your grip, but it's not going to result in you developing arthritis from the noise that comes from the collapsing gas bubbles so interesting again just things you're told you know don't swim after you eat and don't crack your knuckles too much not advocating knuckle cracking just saying hey you know it may not exactly uh be as accurate as it appears here's another one sugar causes hyperactivity well parents blame the routed behavior on the overabundance of sugar but a definitive study uh, done in the Journal of American Medical Association found sugar in children's diet does not affect their behavior. So there it is, you know, it's that's straight from one of your most major journals in medicine that you can imagine. How about this one? You know, blind as a bat, you know, nocturnal creatures can't see, but uh, uh, Rob, Rob Mize of the Bat Conservation Organization told the National Geographic that bats can see three times better than humans. So much for blind as a bat. There again, a statement we've heard for years, and we just take, uh, you know, just for granted. Just well, it must be true. And in fact, guess what? It's uh, it's not true. All right, here's one you've heard for sure. Lightning never strikes twice, right? You you've heard that. But NASA debunked this myth back in 2003, and they reported that lightning definitely strikes more than one place. And in fact. Uh, they they say it could even uh, happen a third of the time, believe it or not. So this idea that it won't strike twice is just not true. Not true. Here's one that's kind of odd. You know, humans only have five senses. And of course, you know, touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing, right? Those are our five basic senses. And obviously... 
That's true. That comes, by the way, all the way back to Aristotle. He's the one that first formulated that. But scientists would argue that in terms of overall census, not just the basic census, that humans actually have somewhere between 14 and 20. So this is a bit picky because, you know, we're sort of getting into the minutia of, of, of terminology and semantics. But just to say it like it really is, it's, uh, it's more than five senses. Um, and then th this is just sort of one of a fun one, the idea, you know, that July 4th is our National Day of Independence. But in fact, um, the actual date that Congress uh, signed was uh, uh, August the 2nd. Congress approved the final declaration on July 4th. And so that's the that's the key. But it was not really the signing, but the approving that made uh, this country's declaration of independence. So it's the right day, but it's just one of these funny things because when you listen to this uh, podcast, you're you're going to be listening just a couple days before August second, and uh, and um, uh, August second is is the actual day. I think this is an interesting one, though the old five second rule. You know, that if something's fallen on the ground, you got five seconds and you can eat it and everything's fine. But Clemson University researchers did a study back in 2017, left, uh, left uh, bologna and bread on a service surface that had been contaminated with salmonella. And what they found is that a substantial amount of bacteria transferred to the food within the first five seconds. So, uh-oh. Turns out uh, maybe the five second rule isn't true that within seconds, something like salmonella could get on that piece of food. And it may be best to just <laughs> it may be best just to uh, avoid it altogether. This one, I think, is really fascinating and just kind of fun. We you know fortune cookies and China, right? You know, China, Chinese food, fortune cookies. That's where you generally find them. I mean, that's that's the way it works. But it turns out, according to the National Museum of American History, that the creator of the fortune cookie was, in fact, Japanese, not Chinese. And he ran a confectionery store in Northern California in the uh, early 1900s. But then when Japanese Americans were sent to internment camps during World War II, Chinese Americans took over the fortune cookie industry. And that's why you see them in so many Chinese restaurants. I mean, isn't that just fascinating? Like, it's actually Japanese. It's not Chinese. But because of what happened with the uh, uh, the uh, very uh, <clears throat> fright-filled overreaction uh, during World War II and Japanese are rounded up in America, this man in Northern California loses his uh, business. And so the these other folks jump in and say, boy, this is a good idea. We're going to take it over. And now everyone thinks it's uh, Chinese fortune cookies and, in fact, Japanese. There you go. This is a, a kind of a, a, a maybe not as much a myth as I think like a fun fact. But, you know, when we think of deserts, we think of super hot temperatures, right? But really, a desert is not defined by temperature, but by lack of precipitation. So most of the world's most famous deserts are certainly hot. 
there's no no doubt but there are some deserts that are actually brutally cold known as polar deserts and and these can be found in 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 the mountainous regions of iran they can be found in northern greenland you can even find them in south america and high up in the andes so deserts are not really about heat they're really about precipitation rainfall here's one for you about the sun of course the sun is always depicted as yellow but it's a common misconception that the sun is yellow or orange or even red the sun is essentially all colors mixed together which appear to our eyes as white the reason we see the sun is yellow or orange most of the time is because of those colored wavelengths which are longer so they're the ones that make it to our eyes the shorter wavelength colors green blue violet become scattered by the atmosphere so that's by the way what makes the sky look blue and the sun look yellow isn't that fascinating they're not really those colors it's just the length of the of, of the wavelengths the the distance of the wavelengths colors and that's what really determines what we end up seeing in terms of the sun and the sky we were talking a moment ago about independence for america how about cinco de mayo the mexicans independence day and what's interesting is it really doesn't have anything to do with mexican independence it's actually a celebration of a military win on may 5th 1862 the mexican army successfully defeated france at the battle of puebla during the franco-mexican war and uh, so now there is this commemoration of this battle uh, but it's not actually <laughs> it's not actually about independence day for mexico it's just simply a great military battle that was in fact won here's one from the natural world it's funny i was just talking with one of my staff who had just got back from vacation they were talking about all the jellyfish that were in the in the water at the beach in the outer banks of north carolina and i was talking with them about the time i got stung by a jellyfish and all that but here's kind of a fascinating fact so there's been this uh you know again myth that uh, urine is the best thing for someone who's been stung by a jellyfish as gross as that is but according to the cleveland clinic the proper way to treat a jellyfish sting is with hot water not only is urine not effective it could actually worsen the sting so if you ever have the unfortunate experience of getting bit by a jellyfish, maybe this summer or someone you know, the answer is warm or hot water. Not too hot, obviously, but urine is uh, not the answer. Never has been and uh, never will be. Well, I hope you're having fun with these. I'm, I'm having fun with them. I think they're... Uh, they're interesting. How about this one? You know, the idea that if you go outside with with wet hair, you know, you're going to get sick. You know, you heard it from your mother for years. You know, you'll you'll get chilly and and uh, and that that will happen. Your hair might freeze. That will happen. But what won't happen is you getting sick. Colds are caused by a virus and they don't care whether your hair is wet or dry. You can't catch a cold or the flu simply by going out with wet hair during the winter. Uh, Anita Skaraya, who's a physician, specializes in internal medicine. S some of these uh, tales are valid conclusions from observations people have made, but this one has not been proven uh, conclusively at all. So there you go. How about peanuts are a type of nut? You know, we th the word nut is in them. 
but it's kind of misleading. They're actually a legume, right? They're part of the more of the bean family. And uh, uh, though they're commonly served with real nuts like walnuts and almonds, they're they're more like uh, closer to chickpeas or clovers in terms of their actual designation. So peanuts are not actually nuts. How about that? This is kind of a fun one. You've heard for years, you know, Twinkies don't have an expiration date. You know, that if there's a zombie apocalypse, don't worry because uh, you'll be just uh, fine. But uh, Teresa Cogswell, who was vice president for Interstate Bakeries, which is a part of the part of the Twinkie conglomerate, told the Washington Post that the in reality, a Twinkie has a shelf life of about 25 days. So <clears throat> they're not going to make it through a nuclear winter, uh, but. Obviously, 25 days is a pretty, here's a, this is a pretty long time for sure. I was talking with one of my nieces back uh, July 4th holiday and asking her about her future. And she mentioned that she's really interested in sign language and wants to maybe pursue that as, as, a, as a career interpreter. And so here's just kind of an interesting thing about sign language, right? You think there must, you know, must be like a universal language, but guess what? It's not. There's something called American Sign Language, ASL, which uses a one finger, uh, a one hand uh, finger spelling alphabet, right? Just one hand and uses the fingers to spell it out. But there's also British Sign Language, and they actually use a two-handed alpha alphabet. So <laughs> there isn't just one sign language. So here you have these two major countries in the world that speak English, England and America, and we don't even have the same way of communicating non-verbally in terms of sign language. All right. This is kind of one of these weird ones. You know, if you put your laptop on uh, on your lap, you know, it's going to cause infertility. But uh, that's not true. There was a study done by Argentinian researchers that claimed that radiation could affect sperm production. But many other scientists uh, were quick to debunk that and say that that is actually not true. It is uh a falsehood. And here's another one. Sugar causes headaches. It's not the sugar that causes your headache. It's the rapid drop in your blood sugar levels that can wreak havoc on your head. So eating a, a carbohydrate heavy meal can cause excess production of the sugar regulating hormone insulin. And uh, that can make your glucose levels drop and that will give you a throbbing headache. But it's not the sugar particularly it's the impact that the sugar has on your blood level. That's a little bit of a picky one, I think, but just to be completely accurate all the way around, it's, um, that's the, that's the way it goes. And, uh, here's, here's maybe one fun one. I actually wrote about this, you know, every living thing dies, but there's actually, um, a jellyfish that, that is called the immortal jellyfish. And, uh, it reverts back to its juvenile, state and uh, continues to live on and on. So even though you think everything dies, um, <clears throat> and in some senses, everything does, but this jellyfish is kind of fascinating. If you wanted to have a little fun trivia party sometime, you could say, well, there's one thing that's immortal and actually doesn't die. And it's that, it's that crazy jellyfish. All right, how about one more fun one? A group of Stanford researchers wanted to look at the 50-50 coin toss. You know, it's 50-50 coin toss. And what they found, flipping lots of quarters, is that by extremely slight difference of 51 to 49, 
a coin will more likely land on the face that it started on. So it's not exactly 50-50. It's 51-49. So if you want that extra 1%, always pick the coin, uh, the coin toss based on the face that it started on. So if it starts on heads, pick heads. If it starts on tails, pick tails. And there you go. How about that for just one freebie? Well, listen, I hope this has been kind of fun for you today. Just, you know, interesting little facts and tidbits, things you can talk about and have a little fun with, with your family and friends. And and again, just maybe taking just a slight break from this heavy duty kind of world we're living in with all these challenges that we face. And, and I think we all need a little break. And as you're traveling with your family, hopefully for some summer vacation fun, and I know I'm going to be doing that soon myself, that you can uh, maybe talk about some of these things and maybe listen to this together <clears throat> or maybe discover some more of these sort of fun facts that this that turn out to be a little different than they were originally proposed to be. So uh, there you go. And once again, it's always great to have you join us on the Point of Impact podcast and appreciate your reviews, appreciate your ratings, appreciate you sharing about this podcast and there's over 60 episodes there's lots of content about a lot of different subjects uh, that that involve uh, many things that people are interested in like stress and <clears throat> success and fear and 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 what we're do, dealing with here in the pandemic and many other things and a couple of the pandemic episodes have been some of those popular of 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 all time so i encourage you to listen to them that you haven't heard share them with other friends and we will look forward to seeing you back again next week on the point of impact podcast you've been listening to the point of impact podcast with rick mcdaniel thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode